it is a pleasure for me to bring on these guys who are very, very cool and talented and you know as Bob Moses. Welcome them to the stage. Let's touch. <laughs> Tom and Jimmy, I want to, I'm going to tell you guys the story of the first time I met them. They won't remember because, you know, they meet a lot of people, but it was um, coach, the last Coachella that you played. We remember. We remember. You came to the K-Rock house and I was, I was nervous because I saw them from the fa afar, the hat and the, the look. And I'm like, these artsy effers are going to be too cool for the room. And they were, in the 21 Coachellas that I've been to and all of the people I've interviewed, two of the coolest people I've ever met and had the privilege of sitting down and interviewing. Has anything changed? No. Okay. Aww. As far as attitude-wise. Yeah, Jimmy's gotten way more of an attitude. Now. I mean, you saw me backstage a minute ago. I was yeah. geeking out about the sound system and all the cables. You and really nothing's did changed. geek out yeah. hard. Like, yeah. he comes no, out. There's this equipment back there that runs basically in here in another studio. And he comes out and he like threw his nerd down. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> what does that do? It was, it's actually very endearing. Yeah. So. Um, I want to start by saying it is so awesome to hear Bob Moses being played on K-Rock and all over the radio, which is not something that I ever imagined because, you know, you have a, a particular niche. Um, it has been so cool to go into like doctor's offices <laughs> and the other day at the forum pre-Pearl Jam, they were blaring Love Brand New and at the grocery store aisle seven, some guys like humping his milk carton because Love Brand New is a sexy jam. Yeah. It is a sexy jam. <laughs> when, it's, when you're humping and buying milk at the same time, you know it's working. It's working. Like whatever you did, um, it's working. But I want to talk about the trajectory of Bob Moses. Like, from when you met in middle school, went your separate ways, came back, would you have imagined this particular life that you're living right now? I think it was sort of the dream. Like, it was like, you know, both Tom and I always had this idea of like, you know, wanting to make it in music, whatever that means. And, but really, at the end of it, we just realized that like, music is something that we love more than anything. And sort of, sort of those goals and benchmarks sort of not disappear, but sort of fade into the background when you're having so much fun. And, you know, I think, getting played on the radio and being able to do what we've done is it's amazing and it's it's crazy to finally be here but it just kind of feels like the cherry on top of like yeah. being able to make music with your best bud and the friendship that we've had and being in Bob Moses you know what was the gateway to music for both of you whether it be you loving music or you deciding to work in music what was like that one moment maybe usually it happens as a kid that you're like ooh me and music have a special relationship um, for me I mean I kind of don't remember not wanting to be a musician so I don't or, or I, that's a confusing way to say it I always I can't remember a time when I didn't want to be a musician I mean like when I you were six to be, yeah. when you were six when I was four when you were four you remember yeah. that far back really yeah I believe I you my, my mom always tells this story I used to like go in the bathroom and sing like for ages and then I would come out and announce I'm going to be a musician <laughs> when I was like four years old and Mission so accomplished. I think like I think a, a moment for me though is like when I was in high school and I, I had been playing in bands and then I, bro my br band broke up and I had like written these four songs on acoustic guitar and I just recorded them and I like put them out and it kind of like got a bit of a buzz going. Mm -hmm. And I was like 16 or 17 and I remember being like, oh, maybe like I can do this. Maybe like if I keep working, I'll be able to do something that people actually like and I don't have to like force people to come to my Battle of the Bands <laughs> night, you know? 
It's, uh, I look at you guys, and you're also a very handsome gentleman, so you could easily be on a billboard on the side of La Brea in your underwear, so I'm happy that you chose music. I, mean, I don't know if you, you want to see do, that. You could do both. I'm just saying. What about you? What was your gateway? Uh, my gateway? Well, I wanted to be a hockey goalie, and that didn't pan out too well. Not <laughs> at all. Do the he still is a goalie, by the way. In my mind, I'm still a goalie. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, my parents uh, are, were both very musical, and so I grew up around it, and um, it like I just loved it. and I, I w- used to be in punk and metal bands, Tom also used to be in a punk band, and uh, I sort of, you know, was listening to like lots of Nine Inch Nails and Moby, and realized uh, that, like, oh, like, uh, oh, one person can sort of produce stuff yeah. and do it all, and I sort of got into that, and then when Tom and I met up, you know, we we started Bob Moses, so I guess, you know, that stuff was sort of my gateway, like '90s alternative rock, 2000s. Uh, we used to listen to the radio. It's my everyday. What are yeah. you talking about? It's interesting because that was your gateway and you've got that kind of music, but then the Bob Moses sound is, is different. It's your own. When did you find like the sound that lives inside of you? I always think it's so interesting when an artist figures out their inner language. So when was, like, what was the first song you guys wrote that you were like, this is, this is our insides? Well, that's an interesting. I mean, I think that no matter what you write it's kind of like always your inside you're always kind of writing what you feel and then eventually it kind of becomes like good enough so to speak we yeah. had this moment where when we first started we were sort of writing you know we'd produce one song that sounded pop and one song that sounded more rock and one sound, song that sounded super underground and it was kind of because of this scene we were running in in new york where there was this really cool underground sort of ethereal dark brooding sound of house music like smoky house music that we loved and we wanted to figure out how to write songs that we could like in that sort of vein and play these parties that we were going to because it was like the coolest thing ever and we loved the idea of this being part of this scene and so that's kind of how we found the bob moses sound so to speak just from trying to write songs in that vein so we could like play these cool parties you do i have to say i went to a rooftop like the album released rooftop thing and every time I've seen you play you do very much cultivate uh, like a molecularly cool vibe in every room so I'm really looking forward to what you do at the Greek um, another question is what's been the most significant thing that's happened in the career of Bob Moses that kind of really led you to where you are wow that's a great question and a Thank tough you. one to answer um, probably I think if it comes down to one thing, maybe just writing the song Tearing Me Up was a big turning point for us. And like, you never know when you write songs how they're gonna pan out, but that definitely sort of took us out of the scene that we were in and put us sort of more in like, you know, we started playing Coachella and playing all, all these sort of, like we got to play like, I guess, more mainstream or like, you know, be with our all the bands that we idolized yeah. growing up. Yeah, we got yeah. thrown out of the dance music world into that, but still got to stay in the dance world. So I think, that song and sort of what it did and where it's led us to now that was probably the most pivotal thing what do you think tom meeting each other maybe yeah it's hard to pinpoint (laughs) one moment you know because there's kind of like all these little moments along the way um but that's a good one you know meeting each other in a parking lot i mean we had studios across from a parking lot in the same neighborhood of brooklyn and we ran into each other and like you know what's the ch- odds yeah, of that? It was fate. So before yeah. you do the performance, let's talk about the silence in between. Which is, do you guys have the new album? It's you should say yes, even if you don't. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing, and I read a little bit about you know you had I guess would we call it the privilege of the pandemic to work on it? Let's call it a privilege. Why not? Um, yeah. I want to know. Tell me a little bit about your baby because it's such. I think it's it's got a little bit of everything you do but elevated and there's some baby making moments on there 
Thank you. That's I'm going to steal that for the description of the okay, cool. everything we do, but elevated baby making. Baby making music. I like Let's it. do this. Tell me um, about it. Yeah, I mean, we wrote it during the pandemic. We, um, you know, we were we we were hanging. We built out our new studio and we're hanging the sound panels as everything was shutting down. And we were like, oh, how long are we going to be here? Is our music career over? Will we ever be able to tour again? You know, we didn't know all, any of the answers to these questions, as everybody was in an uncertain time. And um, for us, there was, you know, that brought a lot of anxiety and sort of fear about the future. And we had also this sort of complete loss of identity. For the last eight years prior to that, we had sort of been these two dudes in Bob Moses traveling the world playing gigs. And this was the first time since being a 15-year-old in your bedroom wanting to make it in music that we were that isolated in the music world, so to speak. So that a lot of that sort of feeling came back. And so we just channeled all that sort of fear about the future and this anxiety and this sort of loss of identity into the music. And because of that, we were able to make sort of our most honest work yet. The Elevated Baby Making album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one. What about, do you, is there a moment on the album that you're most proud of or one that maybe actually one that surprised you the most that you were like, wait, we wrote that? Yeah, there's a song on the album called Broken Belief, which almost didn't make it on the album. It was like, we really liked it when we made it. And then, you know, records sort of, you put them together like puzzle pieces. And at the end, we're like, oh, we're not sure if this is the right piece. And then, you know, it won us over and made it on. And then we're getting to put the live set together. And we're like, there's not, we're not going to play that one. And then the day before we go out on tour, it makes the set and is like one of the highlight live moments. And That's so it's like amazing. this song that like really sort of proved to us and like won our affection. And I think right now we both have like a special connection with it because it just worked that extra. I love you know? knowing this, these fun facts. Okay, before I let you go, um, a bucket list item, let's say for Bob Moses, whether it's a venue you want to play, an album you want to write, somebody you want to collaborate with, but there's one thing that you're going to reach for. Hmm. More baby one making thing. music. We only have one thing. Well, definitely more baby making music. More, yeah. That um, love brand new. I you don't know how many people I know get naked to that song. Like well, Alexa, that's good. you're the first play person to tell us that. We, you never know. Well, yeah. we did wake up today and see that it's at number two. Because it so is phenomenal. It would like well, like it's number three this week. But like you know, they have those daily counters. Yeah. So it's So maybe getting it to number one would be a cool. Okay. Be nice, Do you yeah. know yeah. how hard it is not to get naked to that song when you hear it at Ralph's in yeah. aisle seven? <laughs> Like, do you understand that? We need more naked people at Ralph's. Yeah, let's get it to number one. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Ralph sounds a lot more fun than the last time I was there. I look forward. The Greek is going to be phenomenal. You're playing with the magnificent Job Hopkins that, you know, you guys are going to blow that place away. But thank you for being here. We've got your performance. Thank you very much. Bob Moses will be right back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.